As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. These are the only seven referral sources where I find investors. And obviously the whole purpose of this exercise is if I'm finding investors via these referral sources, then perhaps you can find investors via these same sources. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Ah, just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fun That Flip, you know Fun That Flip, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fun That Flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you got to do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process, but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out all the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. And today is Friday. We're going to do a special segment like we usually do on Fridays, which is called Follow Along Friday. Basically, I talk about what I got going on and some interesting stuff that I've learned along the way as a real estate entrepreneur who controls $54 million worth of real estate. And that is a relevant number because what I'm going to talk about today is how I find my investors. And it's not going to be theory-based stuff. I literally this week put together a spreadsheet that has 
the first name, the last name, the referral source, if they've invested or if they have not, because I have a database of both people who are interested and people who have. We're only talking about the people who have today. How much they've invested in total, where they live, and miscellaneous notes. I'm not going to talk about all of that. I'm only going to talk about the amount they've invested and how I know them, the referral source, because that's what is most important to help you find people who have money to invest in deals. So here are the top seven, and really these are the only seven referral sources where I find investors. And obviously the whole purpose of this exercise is if I'm finding investors via these referral sources, then perhaps you can find investors via these same sources. So here we go. And I'm going to list it in order. Number one, it's investor referrals. 26% of my investors come from investor referrals. So this is something that you're going to have to have a track record and do well. And that's the takeaway. If you do well in your deals, you're going to get a lot of referrals. And I suspect that as I continue to do more deals, assuming that the deals go well, this percentage is going to increase. I've spoken to syndicators who have been in the business longer than I've been alive, and they've said that 50% of their investors actually come from referrals. So treat them right. Make sure communication is transparent and consistent and perform very important. Do those things and the investor referrals will come in and you're going to grow your business organically, which is the best kind of growth, organic growth. So 26% there. The next referral source for how I get investors is at 21% bigger pockets. Bigger pockets has resulted my uh, networking and the conversations I've had with people online at Bigger Pockets has resulted in 21% of the investor dollars. And how I'm attributing the investors to each of these sources is how did I get to know them first? I might have got to know them first on Bigger Pockets and then they've become a podcast listener or they have become someone I have lunch with all the time, whatever it is. But that's how I'm identifying how do I attribute the person to a particular referral source. So the action step for bigger pockets, go to bigger pockets and become an active contributor to the forums. Don't self-promote, but just go looking for ways to help others, looking to share your knowledge based on your unique talents and skill sets and make it an effort. In my calendar, in my uh, Gmail calendar, the one I, I use to schedule my days, every single day I have a reminder that says bigger pockets. It's constantly top of mind for me, and I constantly go there every single day, and I make a, an effort, and I follow up on that to do at least 10 posts a day for a month. So in October, I think it was 2014, might have been 2015, I did one post a month. That type of stuff, it allowed me to gain a track record and credibility within the platform and got a lot of votes as a result of those posts and posts throughout that I've been doing 
and those relationships have resulted in 21% of my business. That's the second one, bigger pockets. So number one, investor referrals. Number two, bigger pockets at 21%. Number three, at 19%, the Texas Tech Alumni Advisory Board. Now, I joined the board six or seven years ago. I was in advertising at the time. I was working at an advertising agency, and I wanted to just help college students with professional skills at Texas Tech, where I went to school. I had no idea I was going to go into real estate full-time. I had no idea I was going to raise money. It wasn't even close to being on my radar. In fact, I would have laughed, and I'd be like, heck, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use my own money. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. Well, sometimes that doesn't work as well, or it doesn't work as fast. So the Texas Tech Alumni Advisory Board, 19% of my investors I met through that. One thing I recommend on that note is if you're a part of a nonprofit organization, first off, if you're not, then become one. It's a problem. If you don't have a leadership role within a nonprofit organization and you are raising money, that's a problem. You need to become a board member of a nonprofit organization that you genuinely believe in. And now that I'm thinking about Texas Tech, and it's actually a for-profit organization because it's a school, but even though it's a for-profit organization, I'm also on the board of Junior Achievement, which is definitely a nonprofit organization. So I'm on the board member for both. Junior Achievement hasn't resulted in any investor dollars yet. I suspect it will. But again, I'm on it because it's a cause that I believe in, and that's most important. Attend meetings regularly if you are on one, and attempt to have a leadership role. I volunteer for all sorts of stuff on the board. And if you're not on the board, then you need to get on a board of a nonprofit and a school if you went to college, then get on the alumni advisory board for the school that you went to. Those are two really good ways, and I've got 19% of my investors from that. All right, the fourth, 18% of the money I've raised and just as a recap, the money I've raised has been put into 168 units, 250 units, 155 units, and 320 units. So I've raised money for four projects. 18% has come from the advertising agency I worked at when I was in New York City. So I worked at this advertising agency, Mr. Youth, now called MRY, for six and a half years. I was the seventh employee there when we started. When I left, there were over 100. And so as a result, I was growing with the company, saw tremendous growth, got to know people who were long-term Mr. Youth employees really well. And as a result, 18% of the money into my projects right now has come from that advertising agency. 13% has come from people who I originally met from this podcast. 13%. This daily podcast I've been doing is a result of 13% of the money that I've raised on my multifamily deals. Now, I think that that doesn't quite do the podcast justice because I suspect that a lot of people from bigger pockets, the 21%, they might be first introduced to me via bigger pockets. But the podcast is there to reinforce that relationship. So I think the 13% should definitely be probably a little bit more. Next is 
2%. So be nice to your roommate. If you have a roommate, be nice to your roommate and take out the trash because 2% of the investor money has come from having actually uh, the roommate invest in the deal. And 1% comes from flag football. So I actually had one of my flag football team members invest in one of my deals. I only knew him through flag football and he invested in deals. So if you want to go do something fun and enjoy yourself, then investors can come from that as well. So let me just recap 26% investor referrals, 21% bigger pockets, 19% the alumni advisory board at Texas Tech. 18% the ad agency, 13% this podcast where I've gotten to know people and then just built a relationship after that, but I was first introduced via the podcast, 2% roommates, and then 1% flag football. So there you go. Those are seven investor sources. Go take some action if you're raising money. Hope you have a best ever day and I'll talk to you soon. Best ever listeners, Matt Bowles, who was a guest on episode 289. His company, Maverick Investor Group, has a special report just for you on how to avoid the seven biggest mistakes in real estate that investors make in the 2016 boom cycle. Get yours free at maverickinvestorgroup.com forward slash best ever. That's M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K investorgroup.com forward slash best ever.